You could stand at half cut and rep better than these guys. Oh, smart down, and it's called for another foul. We are back with another episode of From the Raptors. Sam and I are here recording on Friday, October 8th. Uh, it's been a minute since we recorded. Some stuff happened. I was traveling. Uh, delayed. That's on me. But we are back. And the Celtics are back as well. Obviously, preseason got underway. But uh, before we get into that, we do have some you know, semi-breaking news. That Hashtag breaking news. <laughs> Jack Jaylen and I Brown. were supposed to record yesterday. and uh, Yeah. Because uh, how busy the two of us are. Yeah, we, we got very busy, but we are back. So we, we would have missed the news, but we, we got the news. Uh, Jalen Brown tested positive for COVID, um, and they had a team dinner uh, the other night, I believe you said it was. Yeah, so I guess today at the media availability, Richardson had said that the team had a din- the dinner the other night. I thought he said tonight. So when I tweeted out, my knee-jerk reaction was, wow, they had a dinner yesterday. I guess it wasn't yesterday. I did correct it, so... You know, whatever. But, I mean, one, he's, according to Keith Smith, he is asymptomatic. So he's fine, which is good. He's not sick. He is not going to, let, you know, it's not going to be like Tatum, where Tatum got it, got sick, beat up, or Fournier, if you really want a dramatic example of how much it can affect someone. I mean, Fournier looked like a completely different player. Both times he got it. Tatum need an inhaler for months, but if he's asymptomatic, he should be okay. It could be a false positive. I mean, that's happened. It happened to me. Yeah. Um, but even if they had a dinner yesterday or whenever they had it, it's it's not as big of a deal as I think people are reacting to it as being. That team's practicing regardless if they had a dinner. I mean, all these guys are together playing a contact sport. It is what it is. Yeah. You know, if I don't, I haven't seen, I mean, I tweeted out and people have reacted to it, but I don't think people are, people don't seem like they're upset about it. But if you are upset saying, why are they having a team dinner? It, it wouldn't have made a difference. I don't think if, if somebody's going to get it from him, it's, you know, it's not going to be from that. Yeah. I don't think it'll be the end of the world. I mean, um, I, I don't know if he said that he's vaccinated or not, but I know uh, most of the players on the Celtics are. Um, outside of maybe Josh Richardson, and I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I know at least Josh. So I think it shouldn't be that big of a deal because of that reason, excuse me. But yeah, hopefully it didn't get passed around too much at that team dinner. Um, Like you said, though, they are playing a contact sport, so it's not like they haven't been interacting with each other anyways. But uh, I'm hoping this just smooths over in the next couple of days. He does his quarantine, uh, then he's back on the court. But Celtics... Played their first preseason game uh, the other day. They beat the Magic barely, thanks to Romeo Langford. But before yeah, we get just, into that, I just I want to I want to hypothesize and sleuth a little bit, Jack. Now, do you know what the the league's testing protocols are off the top of your head for I don't. vaccinate? Let me let me see if we can find it because I mean he te- he tested positive, so I don't know how often they test the vaccinated. So. You know what I'm saying? Like, if he's taking a test, he might not be vaccinated. He did not say that he's vaccinated when when asked. He kind of gave a very down-the-middle yeah. answer, which could mean whatever. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. He could be saying yeah. that to just not take a side, which would be very, very much something he would do on an issue like that, I would imagine. Yeah, it says re- fully vaccinated players and team personnel will not be required uh, to undergo regular coronavirus testing. Uh, non-fully vaccinated players will undergo regular testing. Um, it also says fully vaxxed individuals won't be required to quarantine if they come into close contact with someone who tests positive for COVID, which is why I mentioned that is good. it is not a big deal. Uh, if all players on a team are fully vaccinated, there may not be any restrictions on, quote-unquote, away-from-work activities, such as attending indoor bars, clubs, and lounges. <clears throat> but I don't think the Celtics are one of those teams, so that no, does not apply. But that um, that might yeah. mean he's not. Yeah, because if he's getting not. a test, it, it doesn't. From what you just read, it does not sound like 
It says not regularly, though, so I assume they still do get tested every once in a while, which is See, fine. I feel like regularly, me, well, maybe, maybe, it's, maybe it's not exactly what I'm thinking, but the way I hear that is regularly means there's a set schedule. Okay, to... yeah, Sports, Sports Illustrated says report NBA won't mandate COVID-19 testing for vaccinated players. So there's a chance that he did just get tested because he was had like for another reason like it doesn't necessarily like mean he he got tested for the purpose of you know through the nba maybe it was just like uh nba memo proposes strict covid19 protocols for unvaccinated players um blah 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 yeah no i i would assume that it was part of the irregular testing because they, they probably still do get tested every once in a while and if it's not maybe he just got tested for another event he had to attend, that would also make sense because I know okay. he's opening up the juice store and that was a thing. So maybe he's doing events for that. Um, that that would be my only guess because, like you said, non regular testing makes it sound. Uh, like yeah, see, have to get I, I mean, I guess like I, I sure I just hope he is because as one of the top players, I would like him to be able to play in all arenas for yeah. his team. Yeah, I, I would hope so, but. I don't know. I feel like he is not to like put this on anybody. I feel like he's the type of player who definitely would be vaccinated, but wouldn't pressure others into getting vaccinated. If that makes sense. I, I feel like, I don't know. That's just the vibe I get from him. Um, we know Tatum's vaccinated. We know smart is vaccinated. I can't think of any other players that have, I, we know Cantor's vaccinated. I don't know about anything else though. Can, Cantor's for sure. Vaccinated. Cantor's. Went on CNN to talk about <laughs> vaccinations. Yes. Yes. He called out LeBron. Which was entertaining. Good for Cantor. Cantor never changes up. <laughs> no, he does not. Cantor will never change. But uh, yeah, uh, there are some teams around the league who are fully vaccinated. I know the Hornets are. I know the Heat are. Um, All your teams, Jack. Yep, both of the teams. Jack that I only cover likes are fully to cover vaccinated. vaccinated teams. He's very <laughs> opinionated. Evidently so. No, there there were others too. I think the AP uh, put out it. Um, NBA teams fully vaccinated. I forget which teams it was though. So let me let me look. Hornets fully. I know I, I linked it in one of my previous articles for the Hornets. So let me let me take a look here. Um, I think there were like four or five teams that uh, I know of that were fully vaxxed. Um, obviously not the Nets or the Warriors, uh, according to everything we heard. <clears throat> but yeah, right here. Uh, let's see. Um, Miami, Miami will be by the start of the season. Uh, the Rockets are fully vaccinated. The Jazz are fully vaccinated. Um, the Trailblazers, the Hornets, the Knicks, and the Lakers said they will be fully vaxxed by the start of the season. Uh, and the Spurs are also fully vaccinated. So I think that is what I've got so far. I think those are all the ones that are fully vaccinated. The Raptors are one dose away from being there. Uh, same thing for Atlanta. So uh, a lot of the teams around the league are fully vaccinated. It's, it, those numbers are rising. Um, but yeah, have you have you seen the latest Kyrie drama too, Sam? I I'm upset with this. If it's what I think you're talking about, it the city hall is allowing him to practice. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, it's weird rules, but yeah, I I'm not. I don't like that they're bending for him because I'd imagine that's they're eventually going to let him do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, he says. Jack, he hasn't even had to miss a preseason game yet, and they're already bending for him. It's ridiculous. Did he play in the preseason games? I don't think I'm not played. sure. I know he's supposed to miss the one today against Milwaukee. All right. So he it will says, not be playing at Barclays. Shams tweeted this. New York City has determined the Brooklyn Nets practice facility, HSS Training Center, uh, is a private office building, which clears uh, Kyrie Irving to practice at home. Uh, City Hall tells officials City Hall officials says Irving is cleared to practice at home, but is still not able to play games at Barclays Center until the guard fulfills vaccine requirement. Fantastic. So, Good. That, that does sound like they're not going to really they're bending, not breaking, I guess, because I feel like at that point, that's more just that's less City Hall. That's more just legally. They can't really restrict him because it's a private facility, which is I, I think that just comes down to law instead of what they want to do. But. I'm hoping that they crack down. You heard the comments Kevin Durant made too, right? Like he he's sus about Kyrie. Uh, I don't know if you saw that. I, I well, you should. I don't know part. exactly what he said, but I mean, we've talked about this, Jack. I said he would get sick of it. This guy wants to win, and they're using up max money on this guy who's going to play less than half games at, at this point. 
Yeah, Kevin Durant said, I'm envisioning Kyrie being a part of our team. Maybe I'm just naive, but that's just how I feel. So, yeah, he's saying, it he's saying that he's like an idiot. He's trending in a good direction. Yeah, and there's reports saying the Nets are, is it worth it for the Nets to, what is, I can't think of the word, to. Uh, my buddy was busting my balls about that. Allow about him to Wo- be a part time right? You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they're, Woj put out that they're not really sure how they're going to go about this, which I think yeah. says more than that says. Because most teams in this league recently, it being a player-run league, bend over backwards for these guys. Yeah. So they would not, that information would not come out if they really weren't considering like telling him to get lost, you know, because they'd yeah. be so afraid to upset him, you know, uh, to, to go against his desires, whatever. Th- that's just how it works now. So that thing coming is... out is significant unless it's just Windhorst who I, I mean, <laughs> it's Windhorst, yeah. but is just saying what's already known. I mean, there has been no noise so is he just saying that's an update that there's been no noise or does he know something? Yeah, the whole thing's this they're debating whether or not they want to accommodate him as a part-time player for the season. And that's gonna have like major implications. Obviously, the Nets will still be a great team. I think they'd still be a finals, maybe maybe favorite, maybe contender, whatever you want to say. It would make things more interesting. Team. Yeah, for sure. But I, I don't think I don't think regardless they're gonna be playing without a third star. I think they're just gonna trade him. I don't. I don't see... think they'd trade him. No, I think they will. Why would they not? Because I don't think Kyrie would play anywhere else, and I don't think it's not that they oh, wouldn't be willing to trade him. This. I don't I think felt... it's that they wouldn't be willing. I don't think anyone else would take him. I, that's that. I don't think there's. I a know. Market. I know it leaked that he said he was going to retire, but didn't he go back on that? And he said that's even not true. so though. Even so though, teams around the league are not going to give them what they would want in return for Irving. It's like Ben Simmons' situation. It's just not worth the hassle of taking him on your team. It's like teams well, it's are going to give you. Teams are going to give you. I think Kyrie Irving. I'd rather have Ben Simmons than Kyrie Irving. Well, I think he's going to end up in Philly if he gets traded. That's that's just what I think. I think it a makes Simmons more sense, the most swap. sense because both guys are in a screwy situation where nobody wants to touch him. It, it's like when Westbrook got traded for John Wall. Except you know what they should these do? guys are better players than those two. You know what they should do? It should make me laugh, and I know you love should, it too. They, they should, they should just ship him back to, to Cleveland Detroit. for love. No, they oh, should ship him back to Cleveland for love. That'd Wouldn't that be, so be great funny. if he went back to Cleveland? They'd never do to it. play there? No, I mean, no. there's no reason for that. No, they'd never do it, but that would be very funny. I, I can't think of any other trades, like, thinking around the league. The Ben Simmons ones make sense. If they wanted John Wall, they could ship him to Houston. That'd be funny. Um, I just don't think any team would give up any real assets to take on the headache that is Kyrie Irving. No, I point. think you're right. The The real issue is if you... All right, so everybody in, in their mother thinks it's going to be Nets and Lakers in the finals, whether you're right or wrong. If that's the case, he's not playing any games in the finals. No, isn't it just San Francisco? I think you were right, maybe. Is it just, is San, it just Francisco? San Francisco? I'm not sure. I've been confused on that ruling. Um, let me, it let might me take be because look. it sounds like City Hall is the one making the decision in New York. So if that's the case, I mean, it's the city. It's not the state. NBA players, I, I think you were right. I think I, I gave out false information. Well, even then, in the playoffs, he's missing more than half the games in the series. Should the Nets be a top seed? Like, I mean, you Unvaccinated players on several teams, such as the Knicks, Nets, and Warriors, will not be allowed to enter home arenas. Yeah, um, so... New York and San Francisco, uh, local policies. Yeah, okay, you were right. And mind you, Jack, more more places could adopt this. There's a lot of rumors that this yeah. could happen in Boston. With, I'm pretty sure there's mayoral races going on in Boston. Whoever becomes yep. mayor could put that into place. So this does not stop here necessarily. There are other places that could say, you know, this is a good idea, and I'm pretty sure for the for the small amount of time I've been in news, a lot of local government is based off other local governments and how they're handling things. Hmm. So you heard about the Raptors? You heard about what happens in Toronto? Yeah, you literally like go to jail. As Shams tweeted, NBA players were informed of unvaccinated players who breached quarantine in Toronto face criminal offense. Uh, unvaccinated players only are only able to leave the hotel for team activities per Canada's quarantine act. Violations could lead to uh, lead to up to six months in prison prison, or uh, $750,000 in fines, which, although you might say, oh, that's not a lot of money. For some, for most NBA players, that's a, like an eighth of your salary for the year. Oh, like, that's a lot of, of money. 
So, yeah, you know what I, I was mean, thinking about tough. today? Because they were talking about how, like, this is the first game that he, Kyrie is going to miss. And we'll get off of this after this because we've been talking about this. And we actually have content to talk about. But he's literally giving up, like, $360,000 to miss this game tonight. And that's, like, more money than most people will make. I mean, which is fine. It's his job. I'm not, like, saying yeah, yeah. he makes too much money. Everyone should make the same amount of money. But to put it in perspective, that's, like, more money than a lot of people will make in, like, 10 years. It's a lot of money. It's a lot, a lot of money. And then just to touch on this before we jump into the Celtics, any sense, like, ideas or updates, not that you would have any, but just thoughts on the Ben Simmons situation? Like, what, what what's happening? Like, what's going on there? Who do you think will Well, he's first? not going to play. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. But I'm saying, who, which team might break first? Do you think the Sixers, you know, give in and trade him for less than they want to? Or do you think Ben Simmons, you know, gets tired of losing all this money and just shows up? Because something's got to happen. I think so. I think it's going to be Philly trades him for nothing. But, but then they, they, John Wall. I'm not really sure because realistically, Philadelphia doesn't have to do anything. The guy's got yeah, four years then, on his deal. But then in turn, that hurts their chances of winning. No, it does. That's the problem. If Philadelphia was in a position where they weren't necessarily going to be contenders, right? Like they, yeah. they finished first in the conference last season. They were thought to have a good chance to make the finals, especially with the injuries they lost to Atlanta, large in part due to Simmons' poor performance in the playoffs being a non-factor. Mm-hmm. Now they have a big decision to make because they are in a position where they should be pushing to win, and they've they've got to act fast. You, if you want to win, you have to put something together. I. I mean, I don't think it makes them substantially worse to play without him, to be honest with you. Maybe in the I regular think, season it does. Yeah, I, I still think they either trade him to Minnesota for D'Angelo Russell, nothing less, D'Angelo Russell. Um, John Wall in Houston, I don't think that'd be the worst trade in the world for either side. Um, or you trade him to Cleveland for Kevin Love and Colin Sexton. I think that'd be a fine deal for both sides, too. Um, and I don't think... Uh, does the cap Simmons, work for that in the long term for Philadelphia? Let's they'd not get into that. Th- yeah, they'd because have to resign. We, we couldn't Colin even Sexton. figure out the Celtics cap. <laughs> they'd have to resign Colin Sexton, but they'd have Bird, right? So it, it would okay. be All fine, right. probably. Um, anyways, yeah, Celtics did play their first preseason game. Uh, Orlando Magic, Romeo Lankford hit the game winner. Uh, a lot of players look good. Jalen Brown looked great. Jason Tatum looked super strong, like he put on a ton of weight. Uh, and just overall, I thought the team looked good. Do you have any initial thoughts from that performance? See, everyone gave me a hard time about this, but I really didn't think they looked that good. I mean, I didn't they, either. They played Orlando, who is we discussed this, you know, with our whatever preseason how we put our standings together. They were towards the bottom. Yeah. And you lost your actual minutes in this game with your starters against their players. Yeah. There's a lot of turnovers, a low shooting percentage, a lot of threes. Defense was horrible. Jack, the defense before was the we move for on from, you know, me saying anything about garbage time, I don't know why they're so hung up on this switch everything defense. I get it, it, it was when ugly. you're running into picks. They switch everything regardless. They don't make them earn the switches. They come up the floor. Williams, Robert Williams is covering the point guard. It doesn't matter. It took them way too long to learn because they they did they they you switched it eventually when Cantor got burned like twice by Cole Anthony and then they stopped that like, was switching a garbage Pritchard time. Went he over. didn't play till you know eight minutes left in the game. I know, I know. It took like I said, it took them way too long to stop switching everything, and it was only when they absolutely couldn't. So uh, I don't think I don't think the switch everything defense will be too too bad when you have the right defenders on the floor. Like I, I think, think it's horrible. I just I get it and I respect it when you're doing it when somebody gets hit by a screen. Because okay. it takes out the hard decision of having to go over the screen or to go under. Because if you go under, you get burned. You go over, the guy blows by you. I get that. But you're doing it just that's how you're setting up your defense. Yeah. And I, I, what I'm saying is I don't think it's bad when you have certain lineups. Like if you're putting out Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Juan Show, and Robert Williams, all five of those guys can realistically cover almost any position you need them to. Right? I so will say this. Robert Williams... Did a very good job defending the perimeter. He blocked three jumpers. So we can get into his offensive performance in a minute too. But, 
Uh, yeah, no, I, I think you can only run that when there are certain situations and it can't just be a blanket statement, switch everything at all times. So uh, the, the real defensive issue for me was the paint. They were getting every offensive rebound. They were getting all the layups in the paint. I don't know if it, it was probably because of the switch everything because Robert Williams kept getting moved from the He paint had to be at the top of the key. Spot. Exactly. So uh, that needs to be the fix for me because the, the Magic weren't like elite shooting the ball. They just got free layups every two seconds. They're getting free offensive rebounds. Wendell Carter was in the paint. Jalen Suggs was getting, you know, layups. It, it was just not fun to watch uh, in that sense. And I think they need to, they locked out the paint defense a little more, but uh, Robert Williams just couldn't make a shot, man. I, I don't know if he was nervous. He was trying too hard. I don't know what was going on. He he just looked shaky. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He missed, he was missing dunks, which was concerning. I, yeah. I want to start off saying I have no problem with him taking jump shots because one, we've seen him do it before and he's been okay at it. He'll knock him down once in a while. And second of all, it's something that will make him a more dynamic player if he's able to do. I don't have any problem with him trying to learn that. He's not chucking threes. He's shooting 15 footers. I mean, it's not the hardest thing in the world. I, I do it pretty well. Not to yeah. you know, pat myself on the back, but I like I'm it. It'll space the floor more mid-range shooter but um <laughs> yeah as far as him doing it i have no problem i think it's good that he's trying to shoot jump shots like little kg mid-range jumpers it's fine good It'll open up the floor the problem is he's missing dunks i don't get that he was blocked by Suggs underneath which i don't know how excusable that I is think that how athletic he is but he didn't know he was there i would assume that's just first game shaky nerves you know back after an off season i would hope so at least hopefully we'll see something different um Tomorrow, when you guys are listening to this, it'll be tonight. They play the Raptors, so I'm hoping something changes for that. But uh, other than that, Jalen Brown looked phenomenal. I, I yeah, he came out firing. Almost too many threes, but he was making them, so I didn't complain. He, he just didn't seem, seem like he was attacking the paint enough. He he took, like, almost all of his shots were threes, but he made a good percentage of them, so I can't complain. He, he was hot, and he was excited. He was hyped up about it, too. I just think as a whole, they took too many threes. Yeah. I get it. It's analytics, whatever. I mean, <laughs> It's just like, I don't know, you have to, those shots are not the most, I don't know, analytics tell you otherwise. It's just, it's tough to, to me, it's tough to keep in a game and prevent the other team from going on runs if you rely on the three too much, regardless of what analytics tell you, because you can, it's easier to go a lot of possessions without scoring or quick possessions. They took 43s. And a lot of them came fast. Like, dude, Horford took what, five threes, six threes? I thought he shot a lot of threes. I really thought they took a lot more than that. The Magic took 42. They took less threes than the Magic did, which is not what I would have guessed. Um, and they shot 35% from three. It's not like they shot horribly. The Magic they shot, shot horrible 40%. overall. Yeah. They did um, not look good. Did. And they shot mind you, Jack, those numbers are adjusted to the end of the game as well. Yeah. Which, no, for yeah, those minutes, I, I don't really count. Mm-hmm. Only three Celtics players finished in double digits. It was Tatum. Uh, with 18, Brown, 25, and Neesmith, who we can talk about briefly, too, uh, had 10. He looked great. Neesmith looked, yeah, he looked good. so He looked like he didn't miss a beat. He looked like the same player that the Celtics were getting at the end of last season. Um, and if they're getting that player at the very least, I think that could be a starter by the end of the season. Yeah, I think he looked good. I He did play real minutes. It, it wasn't all garbage time, but he did get a chunk of garbage time minutes. Yep. Um, I was happy with the way he played. I think he played hard. That one hustle play? That yeah, one hustle play was great. I, I know the picture came out yesterday of him at practice, like, just ragdolling. Did you see it? No, I didn't see this. What was this? Let me see if I can find it for you. It's like he's, like, he definitely, like, jumped and got hit in midair or something like that. Or maybe not. Maybe he just made, like, a, a reckless – reckless is the wrong word, but a smart, like, play. That's so funny. I, I haven't seen this picture. I did see the report that Greg Williams – I uh, know. I, I did see the report that Grant Williams and Marcus Smart got into a scuffle at practice the other day, though, which is very funny, it is uh, funny. to think about. And it's because Grant was flopping, right? Is that why Marcus was getting mad at him? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. But uh, no, yeah, Neesmith looked like a guy who can give you two to three threes a night, play great defense on the perimeter. Um and realistically average 10, 11, 12 points a game for the Celtics off the bench. I mean, that's not something they've had in, what, the last three seasons, right? They had, like, name the last, like, 
wing off the bench that could give you 10 plus a night, Jay Crowder, right? Like, I can't think of anything else before him. And he was a starter for most of his time in Boston, yeah. wasn't he? So yeah, I this think, is just, yeah. I think he fits well in the starting lineup if they want to go that direction. I hmm. I thought Wancho played all right. I thought he did decent on the offensive He's glass. I remember a lot taller than I thought he was. Like, he just out well, that's there. That's what I he, said. Remember when we were talking when they got him and you were, like, saying he could play small forward? I'm like, I not to, like, I'm not throwing you under the bus. It's just like I, I just didn't see that for him. I, st- I still think he can, but he just I, he's only like six eight, six nine, but he looks a lot taller. I think why is because Rob is only six eight, and I forget that. He, like he's taller than Rob, which is crazy. I, also, I mean, it was like we said a rough showing, but I think Horford should be the starter. Yeah, I just think I, after you. watching the way he fit. And listen, it's one game, and you know Rob probably the worst offensive game we've ever seen him play, which says a lot because he's had plenty of games that he's fantastic. But I I just think Horford is the starter. It makes more sense to me just to, to have Horford be a guy that compliments the starting lineup. Not that Williams does not because he, he brings his own things to the table, but I think he fits better on this team as an energy guy off the bench. I don't think Horford gives you as much off the bench. I I know you were in the Williams camp before. I, I think I still might be. Um, just because you need to get him reps, you just paid him a lot of money. I agree. I no, 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 you're right. But watching Horford pick and roll again was just, oh God, it was so beautiful. It, it's just different, right? Like you, you didn't have that with Tice. Like Tice was great. The, the, the Tice slip was in the pick and roll. The, he, he the, um, Horford what's it light. called? The Tice, uh, the box out. What does the he seal. do? The seal. The Tice that seal was great. All of a sudden became an offensive foul. Yeah, literally. D- Thompson was fine. And the pick and roll, he was okay. Cantor's whatever. Horford just does it differently. The way he sticks his arms out a little bit, and the, he can pop, and he can. It's just, it's perfect. The way him, him and Schroeder specifically running that pick and roll the other night looked really good. We can talk about Schroeder too because he was getting some some high praise uh, and a great comparison. I know you'll love, so I'll let you. I'll let you talk. about Well, obviously that. he looks like Rondo because that's he idolized the guy. Of course he looks like him, but he was fantastic to watch. He's whipping the ball around. He's fast. I thought um, his he he played like kind of recklessly offensively, which is fine. I mean, one one thing is take this all with a grain of salt. It is the first game; all these guys are playing together. Yeah, that that narrative is there, and it's probably valid. But you know, I always hold the team to high expectation. I personally, we can get into this later, but I didn't think Tatum looked fantastic. I thought he was all right. I I don't understand why people are so over the moon about him I after think, that. But shooter. Yeah, you know, you flying inside of the basket. I think he missed some threes, but he is going to be a really great player off the bench. From what I, just looking at it, I mean, the guy is playing with pace. He's quick, making, you know, big time cuts to the basket, making yeah. great passes. Obviously, his chemistry with Horford is good. I mean, he shot it, one it of good. seven from the field. So yeah. I think the big thing for me was he looked really good with the ball in his hands. If that makes sense, like he he can control the offense. Um, I think he'll be the six man uh, going forward, and I have no problem with that. Just him having the ball in his hand, running the offense, making plays for others. Uh, he looked great. And he was aggressive. Like He just looked fearless when he was driving to the rim and taking the shots, which I, I like as well. But the Tatum thing, the reason I liked what I saw from Tatum, obviously he didn't shoot the ball great. He, he was taking some some weird shots. He just looks stronger and like more physical, and that'll eventually translate. Everyone has an off night like it happens, whatever. But the fact that he's able to go through these guys and like he was going to the rim through contact like there was just no contact there, which he made the shot, missed the shot, whatever. He'll start getting those foul calls eventually. Right. He'll start earning that. He'll start getting more shots at the line. I I, I think 28 points per game is like a very reasonable goal for him this season, especially if he's just going to do that and do whatever he wants driving to the rim. And once he does that, that's going to open up so many more opportunities for guys on the outside. And that's where, you know, Richardson's going to have to step up, make some more shots. Jalen Brown's going to make those shots, obviously, as a secondary creator. Schroeder can make the shots. Neesmith, uh, even Horford, and even Rob, if he's in the mid-range, if he's facing the floor, though. Just him being so much stronger, I think, open up opens up a lot of opportunities for the Celtics on offense. But I, I can understand why you didn't think he had a very good game. This happens every year. I don't. First of all, I don't think... Tatum ever really has a good start or a good first game because I feel yeah. like I flip about, <laughs> flip out all the time. I mean, going back to the bubble, he came the first game back like he was like really bad. Uh, last season, he 
from what I remember, he at least in the preseason might not have been good. I remember having this issue last year where I didn't think he looked good enough, but he obviously balled out. So Tatum did just tweet random thoughts at least once a day. I think about cutting the curls and going to a low cut. Then someone asked me if I got taller. It's got to be the curls. Imagine if Tatum shaves his heads again. I like uh, be I like him with a short haircut better than the curls. I also think he literally is getting taller. So, yeah, I think so too. I just like, saw I, him I, he, he's literally grown. I don't know what what he's saying. Like you, mm-hmm. you physically have gotten taller, dog. I will say though, the sixty point game came with the curls, though, didn't it? So I know, can't I know, really, can't really shit on the curls too much. Um, I got to shout out my boy Grant Williams. Like he didn't necessarily score a ton of points he didn't put up a ton of Grant airball the hook shot stats. <laughs> he i don't okay all right i whatever. thought he looked okay i'm just busting your balls i thought he looked really good and do you know why he made a three right that's fine the good main man. thing for me the other night was he looked like the grant from two years ago rather than the grant from last season right he was he was running they all over the place down. he was hustling he, he noticeably slimmed down and he was making those hustle plays that he just kind of wasn't last year do you know what i'm saying like he, well, he went back, back to his point. rookie season him losing weight backs what you're saying because he literally put on weight last season to play a different position and he had to play differently. So he struggled. Yes. So exactly. if, you know, if you dislike Grant and you're listening to this, Jack has a pretty good point. Um, you are likely going to see him play similar to he, his, the way he played the rookie rookie season. Jeez, get the words out, buddy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and not last year. I, I thought he looked fine. No problem. I, I've never really had an issue with him. So mm-hmm. we can talk about um, Pritchard a little bit. I mean, there's not much to say, really. He made his three. What do you mean? Not much to else. say. <sighs> Jack, he pulled up from like half court in crunch time and drilled a three to bring him within two. Like yeah, early in yeah. the shot clock, goes around the pick, monster balls, and just drills it. He rolls. I mean, yeah. That, Pritchard that's is awesome. The reason I say not much is because I think that it's as weird as it is, yeah, that's what yeah, just, that's just what, what you expect. expect from Pritchard now, right? He's just gonna hit those shots, and he struggled to start the game too. I remember, I I remember seeing him, and he was just, he just looked off. I Obviously, he pulled it back. I think he made his first shot. Did he? I, I vaguely remember on a him, break. him struggling. Maybe maybe I'm remembering wrong. I, I was, you know, I thought he looked eyes good. everywhere that night. Um past that grant williams i'm not Grant Williams. sorry i'm looking at a box score and his canter is what i meant to say uh, for some reason real minutes so no but uh he he looks fine i mean whatever he's just Ennis canter he's he's fun he got cheers when he came in the game romeo langford hit a clutch what did shot he do when he, he came in did he blow kisses to the crowd is that what they said he did he on, did, he did yeah. yeah he blew kisses to the crowd i love him you you can't not no i'm happy he's back i always i never had a problem with him i i don't know how many minutes he's going to get with the center rotation you've got this year but happy to have him on the team i think he's hilarious at the very least i do also want to talk grimmy Langford. obviously he hit the big shot but i was just i wasn't impressed other than that like yeah i know but i still just was not impressed with what he did he hit both the threes he took but other than that he was just kind of flinging stuff around I, I will say this. I don't put too much weight into anything he did because he didn't play real minutes. I, I just can't. I mean, dude, I couldn't tell you one name of the guys that were out there at the end of the game that he was playing against. Do you know what's sad? You know it's bad when I can't even name some of the players that are playing. Yeah, it is bad. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I, I don't even feel like they won that game. Like, in my eyes, they lost. Through three, like, three, three quarters, which is when really everyone played, they lost. Yeah, like, listen to this. This this is the final five that played the last five minutes, I'm pretty sure. Ignis Brasdikis. I know that name. You probably know that name. That's the that's the redhead dude, right? Number 17? Uh, I don't know if he's number 17. He is kind of right here. He, he used to be on the Knicks uh, as his thing. He is 17. Probably yeah. not. Then. He is 17? Um, it, it is him. It is him, yeah. Uh, Admiral Schofield. Uh, you probably know that name. That name it. I know because we've talked about him before. <laughs> yep. And then there's these last three. Hassani Gravit. Gravit. Never heard of him. John Teske, never heard of him. Jeff Doughton, never heard of him. And well, that's Doughton's bad definitely the center, the, the white dude. So No, it's not. That's no? Teske. <laughs> no. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's crazy. And then the the um Hassan Gravit is the crazy Afro redhead guy, uh, the short one. Um, Who's Doughton? <clears throat> Sounds Doughton like a Massachusetts boy. Number eleven, he was the guard with like not really an afro, but like 
thicker hair. Oh. I don't know. I, I've never heard of them. And not even like through my draft research. So I don't even know if these guys are incoming rookies. I have just literally never heard of any of them. But um, yeah, the fact that the Celtics were in such a close game, I, I'll give them credit though. They played better towards the end of the game, which like you said, maybe isn't as impressive considering that was garbage time. It's not impressive, but it's just not like, I think the start, I mean, Jack, it's Orlando. Yes. It's Orlando. It I, I don't know. And, and I'm usually Homer man. Like, I'm always over the moon on the Celtics. I just don't think – I was not impressed. I think they turned the ball over way too much. Yeah. I will I say – I love Marcus. Like you said I didn't that... think he had the best debut at point no. guard. No, no, he did not. I, I will say, though, like you said, that we can't get too hot on guys, like, excited because it's the first preseason game. We also shouldn't get too down on him because it's the first preseason game. You're um, right. But that's what, we should that's talk what I've about, been told everywhere I've yeah. shook my fist. So <laughs> we should talk about Marcus though, because he he looked rough, I, at least in my opinion. I, I think I, he was trying think? to pass too much, which is fine. Yeah. But like he, he came out and they had that really great play to start the game where he faked the three, stepped to the side, drew the second defender, and then kicked over to Tatum, who drilled the three, and that was fantastic. Yep. yep. And then he came that's down wrong. and turned it over twice in a row on like lazy passes. So yeah, I expect him to be better tomorrow, but I was not over the moon. I also don't think after that he screwed up. I think he he t- he didn't take a lot of bad shots. That's one thing you can say. He didn't take many shots at all. He took he which two is for six what you three. want. Yeah, I agree. And what everyone's it, been clamoring for, so I'm fine with that. I, yeah, and I and I think that um I don't know what the word is. What what is it? They speaks to maybe speaks to. You know, what I've been trying to say is I think he'll change his mindset of his role. Yeah. And he'll buy into it. And I think that shows he is buying into it. I think it might be a learning curve for him. But I think, you know, in the past, he's shown us plenty that he's a fantastic playmaker. So I don't think Mm -hmm. it's something to overreact to. I agree. I agree. I I do think it's like what I was saying. You can't get too hot or cold. Yeah. My my site expert. Right. Right after. You know, I was just ripping the team. Bias Sam, who loves Marcus Smart, defends him after a rough set. <laughs> no, he, he just looked like he was trying to do too much. Like you said, like he's trying to get all these passes off, show that he can be the point guard. He's just got to let it come to him uh, in rhythm. Uh, I'm looking at the box score right now. I see he shot 0 for 3 from deep. Jalen Brown took 12 threes on the night. I knew it was a ridiculous number. He shot 4 for 12 from 3. I, I, I didn't know it was that high. Um that's crazy. 12 threes. That's a stupid amount. I mean, I, he won't be doing that during the regular season, but Jalen, that, that was just crazy. Yeah. Took he, a lot of no shots. No he shot. came out red hot. That's why. And then he kept chucking people. Yeah. I did talk, you know, aside from you guys, like I talked to a buddy at work that bust yep. my balls about the Celtics, but like, he's like, yeah, like they weren't even trying. It's like the first preseason game, which he could be right. But I, I think a lot of these guys have stuff to prove. So I don't know how much you're not going to try. I think there's a learning curve with new coach, new teammates. I mean, there, there was a big turnover this offseason. So, yeah, we'll have to see. Yeah, they're, they're One thing to be on the lookout for with that turnover, meaning the in players on the team, the list, there's not the many turnovers yeah. they you know gave the ball away. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, so I want to go back to 2018 when, you know, you had the 2017 team that went to the conference finals, Isaiah, Avery Bradley your main guys, all those guys are gone. Now you have a a whole new team. Mm -hmm. Aside from the first two games where Hayward broke his leg and then there was kind of a shell shock from that, that team ripped off 16 straight wins. In my opinion, not that they weren't a good team, but it was easier for them to do so because teams did not have footage of them playing. You know, this is a newer team. So you might see some early success because of that but then i mean they lost three quarters to orlando so <laughs> yeah i don't Take know it with a grain of salt it'll be interesting to see i, how I think they should out. start the season eight now oh is this from I, looking at the schedule i've looked at the schedule and went through it they they should not lose in their first eight games i believe the first game i think they might it's acceptable for them to lose walkie let me take a look. All right, they play the Knicks on opening night. That's not going to be an easy game, but I, I think, think they, they should, should win, win that game. And I think they're going to blow them out. I don't I, think I am not in on the Knicks. I they're they're talented. They they have good. They improved. I think from they're last a worse year. version of the Celtics last year that were not good. They have the same backcourt except worse surrounding pieces. 
All right, we'll see. We'll see. It depends on Kemba's health too. But I suppose. I mean, I'm rooting for Kemba. I don't like the Knicks. Yeah, but yeah. I like him. No hmm. problem with him. That'll be an interesting one. Uh, Raptors again. I don't think it'll be a necessary. I will easy be at game. game. I I don't think good. Toronto's bad. They're, but they're not that bad. I, the Celtics should definitely win, but it's, I, it's not like they're they playing. It, yeah, it's not like they're playing the Magic. Is my point? Ironically enough, you know what I'm saying? Like they're they're a quality team. Yeah. Um, next, I got the Rockets, who are bad. I will say though, I was watching the Heat Rockets game last night. Jalen Green is filthy. Like not like beat the Celtics filthy. Like that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying like he plays. He I tweeted this out. Yeah, he plays like a my career player. He I literally gets that. the ball. He gets the ball and he hucks it, but it goes in. Like he he's just he's very good. I love Jalen Green. I love watching him play. So see, I not to not to stop what we're talking about with the you know I think they should win eight in a row to start. But I wonder if that has anything to do with him starting in the G League. Like, I wonder if these G League guys Maybe. are going to be really league ready because of their experience. I think it's that's something to watch that, for for you NBA guys that yeah. are are more like Jack, not like me, that you know only pays attention <laughs> to the Celtics. I think Jalen Green also is just like I, I think the top five players in this past draft class could all be on an All NBA team in the next like seven years. Like, well, seven general. years is a long time. I know, but to have five of the same draft class players in the All NBA teams, like that's a lot. That's ridiculous. That's five is five is the number that's more uh, of a milestone. Impressive. I guess. Impressive. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, we can look at we can look at the past NBA drafts, right? Like, let's look at the 2020 NBA draft. You had Anthony Edwards, um, Lamello. Edwards, Lamelo, James Wiseman, Patrick Williams, Isaac Okoro. You think all five of them are going to be on an All NBA team in the next? Six years. Edwards might. Lamelo probably will be. Wiseman. Uh, no. I'm not sure about Wiseman. Patrick Williams on the Bulls. Patrick Isaac Williams Corio. probably not All NBA, but he might be a be solid okay. player. So yeah, I guess what you're saying is and more then, significant than I initially thought. I mean, Zion Williamson, John Morant, R.J. Barrett, DeAndre Hunter, Darius Garland. I mean, Zion and Ja. Yeah, sure. R.J. Barrett maybe. DeAndre Hunter, Darius Garland. I don't think will be on All NBA teams. Is there anybody right, that was then, deep in that class that has already made a splash? Um, Tyler Hero is that class. Um, Kobe White. Well, it's just Zion and Ja. Yeah, that's the Romeo class. Um, I did a redraft for this, actually. I did a redraft for the 2019-2020 class. Um, 2018, I mean, Andre, DeAndre Ayton, Marvin Bagley, Luca, Jaron, Trey Young. I mean, Marvin okay, Bagley so Trey Young, ruins that. <laughs> yeah, but those top... I don't know. Aiden might not be that good. And Jackson might eventually be. Aiden's good. nasty. Aiden, Aiden, I think Aiden's going to be an all-star this year. I, I also, well, centers, center is not a deep position around the league, so he could, he could yeah. get on the team, actually. My point is, like, having all five of the first picks be hits, like, Mark Fultz was the year before that. And the, the, the deeper we go back, the more busts you'll find. Like, Dragon Bender was number four. I know. You know what I'm saying? Julio Okafor was three before that. Um, Andrew Wiggins, Jabari Parker, one, two, Dante Exum was five. Alex Ledin was five the year before that. Anthony Bennett was one for all. And obviously it could not happen, but for all five of the first picks to be all NBA level talents is, well, it doesn't have to be all five hard. of the first picks. It can be... I know, but I'm saying that I think the top five in this year's draft alone. Oh, that's what you're saying. Pick. Okay. I that's thought you meant five I'm... players from this class. And I was like, well, like, no, I'm happen. saying Cade Cunningham, Jalen Green, um, Evan Mobley, Scotty Barnes, Jalen Suggs all have all NBA upside, which is crazy. Like th this draft class is stupidly stacked. Um, anyways, what, what were we even talking about before? We were that? talking the, about the first eight games that I think they should run through everybody. Yes, yes. All right. So we were on the Rockets. Yep, Jalen Green. That's how we got off to off track. Celtics Hornets, one of the teams I cover. I, the Celtics should definitely win that game. Hornets are fun though. James Bucknight is nasty. Now, do you think the Hornets look good this year, Jack? From what you've seen, I haven't gotten the chance to watch too much. Um, I missed the game last night because I, I had to watch the Heat and I lost track of time. Yeah, Jack, I was very upset. I saw you said uh, you love Lowry. I love Lowry. I was not I happy. Lowry. He looks so good I, from the Heat. Also, you're not gonna like this either. Tyler Hero looks phenomenal. He looks absolutely. Well, I honestly broken. would like if he looked phenomenal because it would be really annoying if the only time he ever played good was in the playoffs against Celtics. Yeah. No, he's. It's only been two games, but he's averaging twenty five in those games. He looks stronger. He put on weight. He's super aggressive. He's making. He's make. You know the Tatum like sidestep three. Yeah. He's making those. Like he's doing that. 
like that type of stuff, which I'm not saying he's going to be Tatum, but he's like, he's added stuff to his arsenal of shots. He's hitting floaters. He's making play. He's very, very good. Well, I don't like Pat Riley, but out of the other top teams in the, well, maybe Milwaukee, but I mean, out of the other top teams in the conference, I'd rather see them win than Brooklyn and yeah. Philadelphia. So I, I mean, sorry. <laughs> well, New York's not a top team. They're not. Um, then the Celtics got the Wizards two games in a row. I mean, yeah, Bradley Beal alone. It, it should be easy games. Bradley Beal alone. Steamrolling them. Um, then they got the Bulls, who have looked good. I don't think the Celtics should lose, but it's not going to be an easy game. Um, then they got the Magic. And then the ninth game is the Heat. So there you the go. Heat. That's the first tough, tough test. Look at that. Say. Me respecting teams. There you go. Enough to say they would lose to my... Or, well, that game yep. might be at Miami too. That might be why I said it that. is. It is in Miami. Yeah. yeah. See, that's that's probably. If it was at home, I might have told you they'd have a good good chance to win. You know who? Uh, but I I think that's the first game they should lose. Yeah. You know who earned an NBA contract this offseason? Mister Max Struess. <laughs> good for him. Yeah. Yeah. You get a two year deal minimum. Um, he's inconsistent, but he he popped off in the summer league. He was ridiculous. He was pl- taking eleven threes a game, uh, and making like forty four percent of them. Like he's. Dude can shoot. Um, after that, they got Mavericks, Raptors, Bucks, Cavs twice, Hawks, Lakers. So it'll be interesting to see. I know. A couple I mean, of they games... they could go on quite the run to start the season. Like they could go into that Lakers game as an absolute powerhouse, and the I media so. could be all over that, saying, you know, like are the Celtics back? Like, could you get a finals? Like between <laughs> these two teams, whether you think it's going to happen or not, should they start off the way they should start off with their schedule? I mean, they, they could yeah. be a powerhouse at that time of the season. I see it. I see it. Um, what I was going to say is some of these games are cheap. I don't know if COVID dropped the ticket prices. I'm, well, on I'm going opening night, and I didn't have to pay that much. Yeah, it's like 40 bucks for opening night. I can't find anybody to go with me. I'm hoping one of my friends will, will hit me up, and I'll go. Well, the Wizards see. Game. Let me see if there's seats near us. And you can, <laughs> you can join me and Frank. I don't care. The Wizards I game should have is asked $12. To go. Do you yeah, hear that? Not. It's That's nothing wild. To I'm gonna be going to hella games. I think I'm gonna try. I know my girlfriend wants to go to the Lakers game, so I want to go to the Lakers game too. But it's they're a lot of money to go. They're like I, 125 I, a ticket. That's like a bucket list type game. Is I'd like to see that. I've never seen them play the Lakers. I think it's I might. Raptors and Celtics. One it's thing, like 40 bucks. Before we go, we can still talk about tickets, but I do want to talk about um, Big Baby. And Tony oh, Apple. my gosh. I forgot about this. That's a mess, man. Holy shoot. That's an absolute mess. It was Sebastian Telfair, big baby, Tony Allen, and then another Celtics player, I think, too, but I forget who. What exactly happened? Do you know the full story? So, yes, actually. I, I have a greater understanding of it today than I did when it broke. So, apparently, like, all these guys, like... And they were definitely all in on it together, right? They came together and committed fraud, insurance for, I don't know, some kind of fraud. I guess whatever pension type thing they get from the NBA covers like health issues or benefits or whatever. So, yeah, I'm not exactly sure who the three were. I believe it was Tony Allen. Tony Roden. I got the I don't full remember. list right here. No, no, no I know uh, who was involved, involved, but in this specific situation. Okay. So these guys submitted dental records. Three of them all had like six fillings on the same day, all the same teeth. They had crowns put on the same teeth. Big oh, Baby God. had one with other people that were like these were matching. So 13, they were stupid about it. 13 root canals in the same day, all on the same teeth. You know, like three guys all said they had 13 root canal procedures done on the same day. I mean, how stupid stupid can you be? Like, that, like, be smart about it if you're gonna do it. Like, uh, you you were in the NBA, what do you need to commit fraud for? Tony Allen, Tony Allen got paid. Are they going to prison? Is it like jail time? Yes, they're going to prison. Especially Terrence wow. Williams. He was like, I guess he was the ringleader. Really? Former Celtic Terrence Williams. What are they? How long are they going to prison for? Do you know? That I do not know. And I, I'm, I'm not, reading. I'm as someone that works in news. I'm not very well versed in legal stuffs, but I I do know. 
they're pocketing 2.5 mil illegally by defrauding health and welfare benefits. That's crazy. That's what I'm saying. Like, what do you need that for? Some of these guys, all right, fine. Tony Allen, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure yeah. he got like paid in 2010 when he joined Memphis. Like, he got a lot of money from Memphis. Let me look at this basketball. Con- Can I see contract history or something? Um, let's see. Yeah, a million five mil five 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 three three. He never got more than he made total forty million hit in cro- across his entire career. Okay, well, it's still a lot of money. I'm the not saying it's not changed. a lot of money. If yes. he made forty yes. million, I mean, some of these guys don't spend their money well. So if he blew through it, yeah. I can understand maybe him doing that if he blew through it. But I mean, looking back on it now, I don't know why the Celtics didn't keep him around if they he didn't get paid that much money. But that's ne- neither here nor there. But I'm trying to see. <laughs> I can't find anything about how long they'd be going to uh, jail for. It says the charges came just weeks after an NFL player pleaded guilty for fraud scheme. Um, wasn't yeah? I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's just like really funny. It's like, what it's did you think funny. was going to happen? It's funny that there's so many Celtics too. Like that was the team that got hit, not yeah. hit, hit, but that was in the news. It's very entertaining. Um, yeah, that's that's all I had. Celtics play the Raptors tonight. By the time you guys are listening to this, um, is there anything you wanted to bring up or that you had in mind, Sam? Before we get out of here, uh, not in particularly. Um, I I hope the absolute best case scenario with COVID, which it sounds okay so far. It, Keith Smith said Brown is asymptomatic, which is good. Mm-hmm. I hope everyone else is safe. And uh, I, I, I'm very interested in this Kyrie situation. So yeah, uh, that that is my favorite storyline going into the season. We'll have to mainly see how it plays out because it would be just so funny if he got himself traded off that team. <laughs> that would be very entertaining. I don't. I and don't then, think then I could be okay with them winning, even though I think Harden's a prick. I don't I, mind I'm Harden okay. I, I'm more okay with them winning if he doesn't win too. Yeah, that's fair. I don't mind Durant. I don't. I don't. No, I like Katie. I think Katie's. He's cool. Um, But yeah, I think that'll that'll be it uh, for us today. Thank you guys for tuning in. You guys can follow me at Jackson NBA. You can follow us at Bannertown USA. Um, If you feel obliged, you can check out my other projects. I actually host two other podcasts: Uh, the What's the Word podcast, which is basically New England sports uh, and stuff like that, and then also uh, the All You Can Heat on Air podcast, which is a Miami Heat podcast uh, through Fansided. So please check that out if you want to support me. Uh, but yeah, that that's it for me today, Sam. Go ahead. Yeah, thank you very much for listening or watching. If if you're watching on YouTube, like, share, subscribe. Um, if you're listening, make sure you leave a nice review for us. Right. Um, you can do that on both podcast apps. I believe you can leave a review. But uh, make sure you follow the podcast if you're listening. Um, be sure to check out pregame with the the big four, Jack, KJ. Tim Shields and myself all are in some capacity on the pregame. Three of the four of us usually are on there. We rotate in and out. We're all there. We we had a, <laughs> a good showing on Tuesday. It was a lot of fun. A lot of people in the YouTube chat asking questions, pitching in. Yep. Makes it very fun for us when people are interacting. So that'll be tomorrow. Every game, half hour before the game, we will all be there you enjoy listening to us uh, but besides that you can follow jack at jackson one nba make sure you check all of his content out if you enjoy him talk, uh, talking nba he's a knowledgeable guy much more knowledgeable than me um you can check out bannertown usa at bannertown usa you can follow me at sam lafrance nba that's our show for today bye